Have you ever wondered why your credit score is low? Do you want to get on the right track of start building generational wealth? If so, keep listening because this episode, I will discuss the benefit of being financially free and having financial confidence. Welcome to Financial Literacy for Caribbean People 101. I am your host, Nisha Steven, and this podcast is your literacy to financial freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast, Financial Literacy for Caribbean People 101. My name is Nisha Steven. I'm your host. And today's podcast, we have a special guest with us, Shakima. She will introduce herself in a bit, and we are going to be discussing generational wealth tonight. So, Shakima, welcome to tonight's podcast. Please give us a little rundown about your background and why you choose this background. Sorry, my name is Shakima Phillips. I'm a mortgage agent um, for the past four years. I worked for a lender for over 10 years. So in experience, I have about 14 years in the real estate market. Um, I became an agent simply so that I can educate people, especially within my community, uh, just letting them know the importance of um, purchasing real estate, how to make real estate work for you and your family and generations to come. Um, I felt determined to share this information because I only learned about real estate through my experience as an employee at the lender that I worked for. And I've helped people navigate through the purchasing and refinancing of properties. I have assisted people in using the equity in their home to assist their family and children with purchasing other properties of their own, um, paying children's school tuition, opening businesses, and purchasing investment properties, just to name a few. Okay, okay. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to jump right into our questions for the night. So tell, um, if you can help explain and tell the audience, what is generational wealth? Um, generational wealth is basically um, any kind of asset that families pass down to their children or grandchildren. It can be in the form of cash, investment funds, stocks, bonds, properties, or even companies. Um, people who inherit generational wealth, we know that they have a significant financial advantage over people who do not, and they're likely to have the ability to avoid student loans and other types of costly debt. So it's anything that you can pass on to your upcoming generation that can help them financially. Okay. All right. So as we're hearing, we're going to be sharing and educating. So as we can know, like generational wealth can be passed on, as you state, right? It's something yeah. like um, that you acquire assets, right? Or have money saved that you won't touch even for retirement, right? That you can pass on to your children. So how can someone start building, like especially immigrant, how can they start building that generational wealth? Um, okay, so basically there's a saying that wealth doesn't last beyond three generations. And a lot of um, reason why that is, is because we don't transfer the inform- information and the knowledge on how to keep the asset and acquire the asset. So there are some families that pass it down and by the third generations, they really don't understand how the debt was acquired, how to keep it going. Uh, so it sometimes fall out of um, their generation's hands. But if you are someone that's looking to build generation wealth, I would first say to invest in yourself, right? With anything you do, you always have to pay yourself first. Um, There are stock markets. Um, I'm not too familiar with the stock market, but there are people that are are wealthy over there that understand how to use the stock market to gain, um, sorry, generational wealth. I would always say consult someone that have the experience uh, that is able to help you in that area. 
Um, invest in real estate, right? Real estate has been proven over the years that that is a great way to build generational wealth. Um, families have passed down a business to um, support their generations coming up, acquired generational wealth. Um, you can take advantage of life insurance, invest in your child's education, and teach your children about personal finance, right? Um, a lot of people don't understand finance, how to save, how to make your money work for you. So that is an important tool as well. And create multiple streams of income, yeah. right? So uh, we know that a lot of wealthiest people in the world, they're not employees, but they're all business founders. So that's something that we need to consider when we're thinking of building generational wealth. Yes, yes, yes. And we know building wealth, especially to last generation, is not an easy task, but it's also the key tactic in bridging, right? Many financial gap, especially in the Black um, community, right? So can you explain um, what is the Black wealth gap in Canada, a little about it? Okay. Um, although there's no clear, precise number of the what the uh, sorry what the black wealth gap is, uh, we know that there is not a, it's not a small one, right? Um, home ownership continues to become unaffordable for Black Canadians. Um, so, according to the information listed on Google, the average Black Canadian is working or making about forty eight thousand a year. Uh, so on average, uh, $25 an hour, right? And entry-level positions start about $31,000 a year, while most experienced workers are making up to $91,000. Um, so with the average home approximately $700,000, you need an income of about $160,000 to qualify for the purchase of this home. Wow. Not a lot of people are making that money right now, right? Especially in the Black community, a lot of people, because of education or the lack of um, support and resources, are pretty much probably starting at entry-level position, which is about 31000 a year. Oh, wow. Gems, gems for the people. Take this in while we can. All right. So like, okay, so Black families, especially immigrants, often has to start from scratch, as we know, especially when creating... Um, wealth and stuff like when we come here we like we most time don't have that wealth passed down to us right so we have to start from scratch especially when our education our, our parents education when they come immigrant from the caribbean are not recognized you know you come here you have to go back to start so that everything has to start from scratch and the community has been left um out of the black community especially have been left out from generational wealth conversation due to systematic and so on so why are Black Caribbean families' wealth falling behind? Like, what can you tell the audience about that? Well, I think the obvious reason is kind of some of what I mentioned before um, as far as um, systematic disadvantage, right? So in that as well as lack of education, right? Because we're coming from another country, we're not aware of how the system works. Um, and for myself, I wasn't aware of how to purchase real estate, how to deal with finances, how to invest and what options and programs were available to families, right? So that is um, one of the, I think, issues that um, obviously we need to inform each other and how to build uh, generational wealth. Um, is also the inability to seek professional help, right? Whether it's affordability or where to begin, we don't know how to use those resources to help us move forward. And we often don't understand what generational wealth is and how to gain access to it and how to use it to our benefit. Okay, yes. So wealth isn't just money, as we know, right? That you own from work. It also has to do with the financial history that's um, been back. And 
but as we know, like back through slavery and all those things, like it was harder for especially black to own and have those type of wealth, right? So why is the wealth gap increasing? Um, there are a few factors that contribute to that. Um, a lot is the country's income inequality. Again, we know that's a big issue as far as, you know, education, whether we it's recognized here, we kind of have to start all over. You have to pay for education here. So some families may not be able to afford it. So then you go into the system, start making minimum wage. And we know it's hard to save making minimum wage with your actual daily expenses and trying to save to purchase homes. Um, also, those cited are often disputed. There's tax cuts for people that are wealthier. Um, their lack of assistance to the poor and middle class people. And just, again, lack of knowledge. We don't know how to go about it and how to use the services to get to that step. Okay. All right. So what is some blockage of building intergenerational wealth in Caribbean families? Um, again, I think it's um, lack of information. And we don't have... Um, intergenerational wealth transfer. So a lot of people that have been here already have the option of purchasing homes and are transferring it down to their generations, where that is not something I think when Caribbean families move here, we're basically just trying to understand what the system is, how to earn income. And I think once we kind of understand that sometimes it may be later down in, in life, uh, where we already have a second or third generation um, in the country and they haven't acquired wealth, right? So now it's kind of like maybe a fourth generation now starting. So that also gives us some blockage as far as that, right? And also think about once a huge sum of wealth is transferred to beneficiaries every single year, whether it's inheritance, whether it's gift or transfer of money, um, the obvious is through education. So wealthier families are able to provide education for their children. Um, those children will have liar, sorry, higher labor incomes. Mm -hmm. So they make more money because they have education. And, you know, when you have when you're qualifying for employment based on your education, that's how they determine how to pay you as far as salary. Yes. Okay. Um, so income, again, income equality, housing policies, limited education opportunities, and lack of support structures, they contribute to racial, uh, racial wealth grab. And just for an example, like today, people are giving their kids about $130,000 as a down payment to purchase homes right now, right? So if you haven't gone through and purchased a house in the last 10 years, then you don't have equity to kind of support the upcoming generation. So I think that's kind of a blockage that we experience as Caribbean families. Yes, especially when we, you know, as you said, your parents come here and they have nothing that's yeah. starting from scratch. So to really build that amount of wealth to pass on to our children, that's going to take from generations. So it's now our time to kind of do that, that we are here. So we have to try to start building that generational wealth that our family, uh, our parents, parents never had that opportunity to give us. So now okay. we need to start from scratch and start building generational wealth so that our children can have the assets, right? So exactly. how can home ownership, right? So how can that help build wealth for black families? Okay. Um, over the years, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but real estate has been a way to build wealth for years. A lot of people that are millionaires now, they invested in the real estate market. 
And here they are, they, they're using uh, the money that they made through that investment market to do great things, right? So the one of the best ways to start wealth creation plan is to buy a home. Um, the home values increases as you pay down your mortgage, your equity will grow. So you can borrow against your equity to pursue financial goals in the future. So you can sell your home for profit. Um, when you invest in real estate, you can achieve a million dollar or greater network simply because the properties you own and manage have gone up in value over the years. So few of us have cash on hand to buy the property outright. But again, once you have a property, you're able to use the equity in there to pursue other um, ventures, whether it's a business, whether it's investing. Right. So the home has been used as a tool for a very long time to build um, to, to basically build um, financial equity, right? Um, just to put things in perspective. So let's say an, invert, an investor purchased a house for let's say $590,000. They go in, they put about $400,000 of upgrade in that property. They rebuild it, they demolish it, they build it up, they sell it for about $1.4 million, right? They basically just made a profit about $860,000 just in a short period of time for the average person that's working minimum wage, it's going to take you at least 17 years to gain that, that type of money. Right. So it kind of gives you just an example of how home ownership can help you build wealth. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for that. And as we know, coming from our Caribbean background, we know, I mean, we have our houses, like we grew up in houses, but we don't understand that that house doesn't really give us equity back there. So when we come here, we don't understand the privilege that we have here to really build our wealth through yeah. buying real estate. So that's one of the financial and um, one of the education that we need to tell, especially immigrants when they come here, home, buying a home is one of the best thing you can do. Or not, you don't even have to buy a house, but get invest in real estate you know by yes. investing in real estate is going to give you equity it's going to give you wealth so for our last question here tonight what as what advice can you give for a newcomer who's coming to canada about generational wealth or about you know just home ownership altogether i mean i think it as an immigrant, you just need to understand the process and the faster you get into it, the better for you. Cause we've known over the years that the prices for home are increasing. They're getting um, obviously not affordable for the average um, Canadian. We find a lot of people are moving outside of the city just to try um, to, um, sorry, try to afford something, but there are programs in place. There are people that are willing to help you get in the market. So always seek a professional advice. Um, let them help you get into the market. Let them create a plan for you, right? Again, you may not be ready in six months. You may be ready in a year. You may be ready in two years. But as long as the goal is to get into the market, it can help your future generations coming up, right? A lot of people are not comfortable with the responsibility of owning a home. But there is also a way that you can be a landlord, right? You can rent out property. You can go together with a group of friends and, and purchase real estate. So at least you have something where your money is working for you, right? Um, as we know, we all get old at some point in time. We're not going to be working for the rest of our lives. So the quicker we get into real estate, the, the more our money starts working for us and the equity starts building. Exactly. And that's one thing I always try to advise, especially for Black, because we have a mentality where we don't trust, uh, we don't trust our own family. Yeah. 
right? But honestly, like just coming together, if you can't do it on your own, put the, you know, and trust business behind and build wealth with families, build yeah. wealth with families. You can't do it on your own, get paper, write out can, uh, can check, you know, make sure yeah. everybody know what they are, what their part is to pay and build wealth. Education, I always say, educate yourself the most you can about real estate, financial literacy, like just get educated, ask somebody. If you don't know, you can contact one of us. You can contact Shakima. I'll put her information on the podcast. You can contact me. And if we can't help, we can also put you onto a financial advisor who can also help you. But contact somebody who is in the field, who is more knowledgeable than you to help you out in whatever we can do. So Shakima, again, thank you so much for taking the opportunity and the time to be here on this podcast tonight. I really appreciate you being here and giving the gems out there for our Caribbean people. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you, okay? And the information is here, right? We are here to help you. If you don't understand how to how to start, um, there are people that are waiting and willing to help you, especially in our community, right? So I think it's about time that we have the platforms now to share the information. Um, we're putting it out there. So the only thing you need to do now is come get the information and put it yes. in place. Take it, take it, take yeah. it. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for tuning in to Financial Literacy 101 for Caribbean people. Until next time, stay blessed.